0: Hello and welcome to Catch Up With Cat with me, Cat Harvey, the little show trying to make a big difference with hopefully some helpful advice along the way. This morning I'm joined for a catch up by Breda Seaman, Project Coordinator of Dementia Friendly Demblane. Good morning to you Breda, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good stuff. Now, I know the name kind of describes it, Dementia Friendly Demblane, but first of all, who are you and what is it that you actually do? Well, I'm the project coordinator for
1: Dementia-Friendly Dunblane and what I actually do is I work with everybody in the community to raise awareness about dementia and how to support individuals who've got the, um, the disease and their carers.
0: And how have you adapted with the current situation then? I'm guessing your practices are not the way that they used to be. No, they're certainly
1: not. We, uh, Pre-COVID, we ran a very vibrant memory cafe once a week and a singing, music and memories group once a fortnight and a lunch group for young people with dementia once a month. Obviously, all of that has been suspended since uh, COVID-19. So we did have to adapt and we thought, well, how can we keep them connected and in touch with these people that we have become our friends, basically? So we decided to set up a soup run twice a week.
0: Everybody loves soup. What an amazing idea. Have you been surprised at how many people are absolutely loving this? I am absolutely bowled over.
1: Uh, Initially, we set off uh, on our first week, we had 44 people receiving soup twice a week. And that was from the 14th of April. And today we had 96 people.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Is it true you throw in a wee cake every now and again as well? Oh, we, certain, we
1: certainly <laughs> do. And we're very grateful to a local uh, restaurant owner and a number tea rooms in Dunblane. And their staff are all furloughed off, but they agreed to volunteer to make the soup and the cakes and we just provide the funding for the ingredients.
0: Now tell me about your Postcards of Kindness project. I think this is absolutely wonderful.
1: Yes, uh, so our Postcards of Kindness was been operating for over a year in, in Dunblane. And basically it was to encourage people to write a postcard when they were on holiday to a person in a care home, so that activity staff could then go on holiday with these postcards and talk about them with the residents. But we extended that concept out into the community, into our memory cafe. So we got local school children, while they were still at school, writing to members of the memory cafe and those that can write back respond. So um, to date, um, we've circulated over 200 cards. So we decided to include that with the soup And we now have children writing cards, and they're actually developing um, friendships and pen pals with some of the older people.
0: That's absolutely lovely. So, what kind of relationships are being developed? And are they going to keep in touch? Do they, um, they? They just must love sharing memories with each other.
1: Oh, they do. They do. Today, um, I I visited and gave soup to one lady who's in uh, mid eighties, and she is a fantastic artist and she also writes books and she has started this relationship with a young family with three girls in the family and they share goodie bags. So last week the goodie bag from the children had um, rainbow fans uh, made and uh, a package of love heart sweeties and some cards and letters from each of the children. And her response um, was to send photographs of her as a young child and a family and a bit about her life. So
0: they're sharing their experiences. Well, I think it's fantastic. You're, you're linking all the generations together there, Breda, and it just sounds like you've got a really, really wonderful project going on. So thank you so much for telling us all about it. I wish you well with all your futures endeavours. It sounds like you've got your hands full with plenty of work but lots of to get out of it as well. That's project coordinator from dementia-friendly Demblane, Breda Seaman. Thank you so much for joining me. Catch up with Cat
2: in association with the Scottish Government.
0: Joining me for a catch up is nurse Lisa Philobin. Hiya, Lisa. How are you getting on? Hi, Kat. I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Now, who's with you in the house at the moment? I've
2: got Miss Lily with me just now. Hi. Oh.
0: Hi, Lily. How are you? Good. Good. Excellent. Now, Lisa, 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 you are a nurse, so you're working awfully hard at the moment, we know that. Where is
2: it you're working? Um, I've just recently changed jobs, so I'm out in the NHS at the moment, out in the community, looking after people in their own homes. Okay, and when you come home,
0: you've been making quite a stir. Tell us how you ended up being so famous
2: for your cooking exploits. What happened? (laughs) Well, um, it was our our loving. anniversary, just at the beginning of lockdown Mm -hmm. Um, and we had to obviously plan to go out for a nice meal and um, just like everyone uh, we just had to stay at home so we decided just to try and make an effort and cook a nice meal in the house um, and all get dressed up and Lily um, would normally have maybe been at a babysitter's that night so she offered to be our waitress and serve (laughs) up our wine and our food for us so... Um, we had a really nice night, we really enjoyed it, so we just decided if we made a promise to do this every week, make more of an effort, it would really give us something to look forward to. So just by putting it on Instagram and Facebook, I think it's encouraged other people to cook more and make more of an effort at home too. We create, like, restaurant-style food.
0: So what have you done then? What kind of restaurants have you been recreating the grub from? So just
2: ones that we would probably go to more regularly that uh, Lily enjoys too. So we've done um, Muller & Carter, which is a steakhouse. We've recreated uh, we our favourite brunch meals from Kathy Strange Brew. Um And we, most recently, we recreated uh, a pizza night at Cassano Pizza. That's just some that's made to grab. <laughs> Some others that we've recreated might not have been as photogenic.
0: (laughs) Oh, and have any of the restaurants
2: actually seen your efforts? Have they been in touch with you at all? Um, Yeah, Muller and Carter were the first to get in touch and I think this was still quite near the beginning of lockdown um, where people probably didn't know where their business was going to go. So uh, the general manager from Muller and Carter got in touch with me um, just to see how um, they were really touched and it kind of kept... the. the restaurant alive if you like so they've kindly invited, invited us along um, to the restaurant when they reopen um, and also the, the staff have uh, tried to recreate their own at home as well.
0: I hope you're getting a free dinner in the back of this, this is some amazing PR you're doing for them. Oh I did, I got I know.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah Miller and Carter have kindly invited us along uh, for a free meal and they also, which I never realised at the time by using the hashtag missing Muller and Carter, Um that I, I entered myself into a competition um, which I never realised so that's, I won the competition and they've issued me a bit of voucher as well oh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so that'll get me some extra cocktail
0: exactly, make sure it's a fillet steak and, and make sure you all have a pudding as well and what about your next adventures then have you got any kind of cuisine or restaurants in mind that you haven't tried yet that you might put in the list for next week?
2: Yeah, well, Kathy Angelus was somewhere that we always enjoyed going, um, and that's quite distinctive um, dishes as well. And Lily's would love for me to recreate Luton Scoop. That's an ice cream place down the West End, um, and I know they've recently opened back up for deliveries and takeaway, but we don't live close enough, so uh, that might be one that I try and uh, recreate next.
0: Well, uh, do you know what? It just sounds fantastic and thank you so much for sharing your story and uh, tell Lily, I bet you she's the best waitress out. I hope you give her a tip, do you? Yeah,
2: well, she might get a job in the pot wash whenever never know one of these places. Oh,
0: <laughs> Lily you make sure you get a tip off your mum and dad <laughs>
2: You get plenty don't you
0: She's laughing away there oh, Listen Lisa Philibin and Lily Thank you so much for joining us And enjoy your next dining experience Whatever it may be Catch up with cats. We're in this together Don't forget you can check out Clearyourhead.scot for brilliant advice On coping with stress, fitness, nutrition And also some sleeping tips up with Kat. joining me for a catch up this afternoon is scotland's minister for mental health claire hawkey hiya claire how you doing today i'm good cat how are you not bad at all now it is mental health awareness week we've been mm-hmm. covering the subject on many shows this week how important a fixture in the calendar is this with regards people opening up and talking about their mental health then do you know, there's arguably never been
3: a more important time to raise awareness on mental health issues given the continuing impact that we know the corona pandemic is having on people's mental health and their well-being. This year's theme is kindness and I don't think it can be overstated just how important kindness can be, particularly during times of crisis. And I, I would encourage everyone to consider taking the time and the effort to show us a small act of kindness this week to the friends, their family, their loved ones and their neighbours, as well as to themselves, because that's really important too.
0: It makes such a difference, isn't it? And it can just be mm. a tiny, tiny little thing. Have you been hearing about lots of examples of this out in the communities? Absolutely. Um, it's amazing
3: the way communities have come together. Uh, Neighbours that didn't know each other, um, people who have never met before but have lived in the same communities for a long time, as well as people who regularly volunteer anyway to, to help out in their communities. But it's just been an amazing effort.
0: Now, I've been talking about the clearyourhead.scot website from day one in this show. It's got so much valuable information that can help many different assets of people at the moment you know their stress uh, maybe looking after the kids nutrition help to sleep how has this campaign been able to help do you think? So I I think the campaign has been providing people with practical advice during the
3: outbreak and coping with the current restrictions that we're all having to to live under Um, as I said earlier it's really important that we take care of ourselves and the Clear Your Head campaign will hopefully help more of us to do that I know that the The website has been signposted to existing uh, advice um, and and those that need extra support are directed to NHS uh, Inform as a a key information resource as well as to helplines that are operated by NHS 24, Breathing Space and some of the other organisations which work day in, day out
0: in mental health like Sam H and Samaritans. We have spoken to them all, Claire, we've been busy and everyone has that little bit of advice that might just make a difference which i think is the entire point of this little show to be honest now a lot of feedback that i'm getting is that most people are having some good days and then a couple of bad days and then good days and bad days it is a bit of an emotional Mm. roller coaster is this to be expected do you think i I think
3: it is this we're living in unprecedented times and with a situation that none of us have ever had to to deal with before It's okay to feel stressed and anxious just now. It's entirely normal. And it's highly likely that many of your co-workers, your friends or your family will be feeling exactly the same. This is something that we're, we're all going through together. And that means that over the coming months, it's going to be really crucial that we're all able
0: to talk openly and honestly about our mental health on both good days and bad days. What are your plans then for the forthcoming months? Because I think it's fair to say that the mental health services are going to be very, very busy You know, when we're coming out of this just because of the knock-on effect that it's had on everybody in terms of pressure? I think, you know, understanding
3: the the medium and longer term mental health effects of this pandemic is crucial to supporting people to remain well and to provide specialist help for those that need it now and into the future. Um, We've uh, asked the Mental Health Research Advisory Group to focus on that task and they're working closely with Public Health Scotland to ensure that our mental health response is evidence-led. But there will inevitably be effects of different sorts on people's mental health, both as the current restrictions continue, but also as we start to come out of those. And so it's really important that we understand those
0: effects so that we can ensure that the right help is available. And what would you advise people to do that are maybe struggling with their mental health For the first time, you know, they might be a little bit ashamed or reticent to ask or look for help because they've never needed it before. What would you say to them right now? Look, most importantly, during this time, that
3: it's okay not to feel okay. We need to ensure that the importance of looking after our mental health is just as widely understood as protecting our physical health. It's all part of the same goal to keep ourselves healthy and there is help and support available. And my first piece of advice would be to look at the Clear Your Head site.
0: And what about the legacy of this Mental Health Awareness Week? Then it comes to a close on Sunday, but the work is never done, is it? No, it isn't. Uh, and that we remember that the central role of
3: kindness uh, really should be a theme that runs throughout this entire pandemic. We've seen communities come together to be kind to one another. And building on that kindness across the country would be a great legacy from this awareness week. So too with people feeling more able to start a conversation about how they're feeling. Um, and I think that's really important that people do feel that they can speak about how they're feeling. And as I said earlier,
0: it's OK not to feel OK. I think that's perhaps the positive thing of, of lockdown, if there is anything to be taken from it, is the fact that talking about mental health has now been normalised. You know, I think an awful lot more people are aware of the fact that it is vitally important for everybody to keep healthy and to keep an eye out on people as well. Do you think that this is the case? Absolutely, Kat. You know, I've I've worked in mental health for
3: uh, the best part of 30 years and maybe a, a little bit more of that. And there's never been a time when people have been more open about um, how they're feeling and feeling able to reach out and talk to people. We talk about mental health now. It was something we just didn't talk about before. Um, so it's really important that people feel that they can reach out, that the, the stigma that used to be associated with it um, is, is being busted and that we continue to do that and that people feel that there is help there for them. Just reach out, talk to someone, let them know how you're feeling, and ask your friends and family how they are.
0: Claire Hawkey, Scotland's Minister for Mental Health, thank you so much, and I wish you well with all your endeavours in Mental Health Awareness Week. Catch up with Cat, we're in this together. Don't forget if you're ever looking for any advice on stress management, family worries, or sleep, check out clearyourhead.scot. OK, I am back on Sunday for a best of Catch Up with Cat compilation show you don't want to miss that one
2: catch up with cat in association with the scottish government